Hello, Bill. Hey, good morning, Ernie. How are you Friday. doing? Happy Friday. Extremely, extremely well. How are you? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, talk, pretty good. Shock and surprise you? Yes, uh, uh, shocking and surprising. Why are you, how are you doing so extremely well? <laughs> In the midst of a crazy week? Ah, because the rain is going to come tonight. There we go. And it cleanse away all that. Oh, yeah, stuff. it is a surprising amount of chill in the air. Feels like fall. No, like a whole bunch of stressors kind of resolve themselves. Yeah, not all, but good, very good progress. Hmm. Oh, and are uh, you soft yeah. or is it just my headphones are getting weak? Um, I can plug in my headphones. Let me try that. I mean, I'm talking directly to my $1,000 iPhone. I don't know why that would fail, but, you know, technology. Yeah, I think this might be my ancient AirPods that are giving up the ghost. So I put you on speaker. You sound fine now. You have Apple I, I, AirPods? iPods? Yeah. yeah. Those do, do those overpriced things work? Sorry? Do those overpriced things actually work? They work really well, actually. Yeah, uh, is so it like classical music? music? It's not a bit old Class. now, but... Classical music quality? I mean, I don't listen to that much music, but what I have, uh, yeah. it, you know, it was emotionally resonant, which is pretty much all I can ask for. <laughs> oh, well, you did work at Apple when you're, if you're using phrases like emotionally resonant. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you know, the... all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you sound like you're talking through um, a sheet of plastic. Well, I okay. am kind of. I can hear you. No, I can hear you. Right up Good. That's Let's go to the air vent thing and see if that. Okay, I will last... speak. I will speak slowly with diction and not get too emotional. <laughs> Or if you get emotional, right. get loud emotional, so it's easier to hear you. Yeah, no, just not sloppy. Okay, no, no Trump mode. No drunk Trump mode. Uh, well, uh, no, I'm, anyway. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for the discussion of the topic this week that David David raised. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been a bit confusing and awkward, but actually, I'm getting really excited because you know the tension we have is that. It is like a, a it's a really important tension. Like from my perspective, a I knew that Steve was not happy with uh, his behavior or how he left things, and I was confident that he would come back and we would be able to work it out. But it was a not obvious to everyone else that those things were true. B they also felt hurt by what had happened. And, you know, my bias was, well, the important thing is that we don't talk about this when Steve's not present because we don't want to make him feel bad. But that's not the only important thing. And, uh, oh, my gosh, you know, our friend John Ortberg had a analogous situation where it's like, oh, this person's doing something that doesn't seem right. We need to work it out with them. Um, and that might have been true, but then all the other people who were hurt or potentially hurt by the situation – 
felt disenfranchised, and that ended really badly. And so I'm actually really glad that David uh, said, you know, hey, whether or not you and Steve work things out, we have an issue here that we need to work out. And I'm so glad that we are trying to figure out how to help communities raise those issues. And even if we do a bad job of it, uh, at least we're doing it, which is huge. Yeah, there's probably quite a few examples of that in scripture as well, right? Um, surprisingly few, because most of scripture takes place in hierarchical organizations where, you know, Nathan the prophet can go up and tell David uh, a really clever story and not get his head chopped off. Um, but oh, I'm sorry, when David's I say scripture, when I, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, when, when Bill says scripture, it means New Testament, post-Jesus, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, like the one, I mean, the one time when Peter tried to tell Jesus that he was wrong, that kind of was a mess. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Paul, so, Paul talks a lot about backbiting and gossip and all that stuff, right? So. Right, yeah. And so the thing is, is that, so we think that, yeah, and my, so there's two really bad design patterns here. One design pattern is nobody ever says anything um, and things just get toxic and people leave. The other thing is that, the, the other design pattern is actually, it's never true that no one ever says anything. One is that no one ever says anything publicly, and it all becomes back-channel, back-room gossip, which is toxic. The other design pattern is uh, the leader picks a scapegoat and crucifies them publicly in order for the community to feel better about it. Um, yeah, that's the Rene, Rene Girard stuff, yeah. Right, right. And it's like, well, that's not really uh, good either. Um, and, and so the... Um, but I, I, I would like to see you... I would, but I wouldn't... few examples of a yeah. third way. But I would like and to see I you crucify yourself. I would like to see you crucify yourself. I would pay money to do that, to see that, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's certainly an option. <laughs> it's not clear... Uh, it, worked, it, worked for someone, uh, it worked for someone we knew, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm serious. Like, actually, if I could figure out a way to do that, I would, right? And yeah, I think well, that's, that's only one thing that I do want to fall on my cross on for this one. It's like, ah, oh, okay, I was still worried about my relationship with Steve. I was oblivious to the fact that other people were hurting. And, um, you know, and, you know so, I, so I take ownership of the fact that, A, you know, yeah. I believe things that other people didn't. And therefore, I didn't understand their pain. Uh, B, um, you know, my time frame of patience is longer than other people for this sort of a thing. And therefore, you know, I didn't think it was really an urgent thing. Uh, three, the, uh, and this is something I talk about with Eric and Robbie, is that the discipleship, uh, uh, discovery Bible study thing, disciple by scripture structure, uh, feels to a lot of people like a heavyweight thing, and therefore David Johnson didn't feel, didn't, see, didn't feel comfortable raising his concern anywhere in that process. And I think that's a bug in the process. It's like, you know, uh, you know I put some notes in base camps. We need to um, expand the, the DBS thing, which I still think is valuable, but we need to really make it clear that this is sort of our um, baseline process but it is explicitly a goal that if people are not feeling loved and not feeling heard, 
we stop the agenda and we figure out a way to deal with that. And that is something that, you know, I sort of always implicitly assumed, but other people, of course, had no clue that I felt that way, and therefore they felt wrong to speak up. And so that's, so there's all these things that I've done wrong that I can definitely own up to. Um, but to me, the larger point actually is that even with all that, or maybe because of all that, like I can't actually uh, fix this immediate issue is that um, I'm just too close emotionally and structurally. And that's why I'm so excited that David Johnson is stepping up and saying, okay, uh, I can see, obviously see a good way to deal with this. Uh, and so I said, mm -hmm. great, you do it. And so he's kind of working through some prerequisites, but I think this is actually the right design pattern. It's like, hey, if leadership isn't doing the right thing, then membership is expected to speak up and also be on the hook. It's like, and say, or at least say, look, I think this is what needs to be done. Uh, and then either that person says, you know, I will take responsibility for making it happen and we will help you. Or they'll say, you know, I see this really important problem that we're not addressed. And, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know what to do about it either. I could really use your help. Yeah, I think we've, 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 yeah, we've touched upon that before, but, but here it is, front and center, yeah. I mean, you, you and I have talked about the, the leadership accountability. I can't remember what we, keeping the leader yeah. in the right direction sort of thing. What was that? The, the boat analogy or the cap? This is some, some author we talked about before. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the context was. Certainly, we want leadership to be accountable. Um, but I think one of the points was that, you know, my solution to a lot of problems is put the insurgents in charge. But if someone's not happy about how things are being right. done, give them right. an opportunity to show how it's being done better. Yeah, I'm going to say I, I told a friend about how you do that really well. And uh, you've done it more than once. Usually it's like complaint, complaint, complaint. And then Ernie goes, okay, clear that you care about this. Um, please work on it. <laughs> it's so rare. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Do you do that with your kids? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, like the dinner I, tonight. I, I don't like the food tonight. Yucky broccoli. I think. Yeah, certainly <laughs> with my son, he's not always happy with my yeah. parenting. And so, uh, you know, the, the standard thing is to like take your son out to dinner, uh, dinner and uh, or breakfast and talk to him about his issues. The way we do it is I take my son out for breakfast and he talks to me about my issues. Oh. And it's like, okay. Uh, so you do this sort of weird reverse coaching thing is that I teach him by having him tell me what I'm doing wrong and we discuss how to fix it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's weird. I think, again, that, oh, that's, right. that's what, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one yeah, of the but, primary techniques that, go ahead. Good. But look, right, so what, the one what, thing what is, what is David's proposal? Sorry. This is the one thing we can't learn from Jesus is how to right. talk about our sins. And that's why we, this right. is so important to do this, I think. Yeah. Um, the thing maybe, about maybe, you, maybe Paul, right, perhaps? Maybe Paul, but, you know, even Paul, it was... Um, the one example we have, actually, of Paul being confronted, that I'm aware of, was Paul and Barnabas, and that didn't end great. Yes, it did. 
why, I mean, why do it ended. Always, why do no why do Christians always take the short term view? Why don't why do they never take why God's perspective they, on things? Yeah. So I do think it worked out well, but I do not think it worked out ideally, right? I mean, I really feel like it would have been better well, if Peter. Welcome did, to life. Welcome to life. Welcome no, no, to the fact saying, that we're not okay. all God, right? So yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. it didn't work out. Okay. Okay, but right. But no, this is this is this is precisely the point. If we look at Paul and say, "Well, that's the best you can do," because that's just Paul, it's like no, like Paul did the best he could, but you know. Our job is to do greater works than these. Our job is to do better than they did. And I, I uh, in fact, I have this dream of writing, I, I started a draft of this even, of doing a, an alternate uh, reality where Peter shows up when Paul and Barnabas are having this, this squabble. And well, uh, he, he you know, says, you know, hey, Paul, I understand that this is hard and frustrating. And I see all the points that you want to make. Um, but I remember when I was struggling with this issue of Jewish believers, and you said, you know, hey, you know, this is not right. how we right. spread the gospel. And I said, you know, I think you, Paul and Barnabas, need to sit down and say, you know, hey, yeah, I think the real reason well, you know, that Frank, is that you realize that God's calling you in different directions, and you need to bless yeah. each other and honor the fact that God is calling John Mark in a different direction than he's calling you right now. and that it's a good thing that Barnabas has this perspective, even though you don't, and it's really painful to face this thing, but let's face it up and bless each other and move forward in unity, even if it's in different directions. Yeah. You say, you say alternate reality in Bill's um, heavily biased <laughs> reading of scripture. I'm pretty sure that actually did happen, but who knows? That wasn't the way it was portrayed in scripture, right? It's that they had such no, a sharp no, disagreement that they parted company, right? Yeah, but we don't know if Peter. We don't know if who Peter came along and helped. We don't know that, right? He may have. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, the the uh, but the data we have, yeah, and that's true. You know, that's that's. I'm I'm totally open to the fact that maybe that's what happened behind the scenes, but uh, yeah. uh, I, I would be loath to say I could read that out of scripture, and and frankly, you know. So yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a, a, a yeah. I'll just, interpretation. I think, right, I'm right. totally fine. This with is that. just this is back to David's initial complaint. It's like the the cowboy image. It's like Paul and Barnabas, and just only the two of them had this view, and only the two of them resolved it. I don't think so. I think there, it wasn't Peter. It was somebody else there that came along. Well, my reading of it is that they yeah. didn't resolve it, and that's why they kind of went their separate ways uh, until much later. But Regardless. Yeah, and, and, the then, and, then, that, and then they got they, they got back together later, right? So in the long run, yeah, yeah. And Frank, yeah. frankly, I would say, I, it, frankly, I would say it was absolutely it was absolutely perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Right. The problem would be to say so, I mean, that they did something wrong, right? That this was wrong to have a dispute, and I think that's entirely the wrong perspective, right? Well, what I think I'm trying to make a different point. Mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're Go agreeing, right? Don't yeah. agree, right? Right? That the the, the healthy way to handle these things is for people to, you know, air their differences, speak their feelings, and then be able to come together in a way that is affirming and constructive that helps people see that it's possible to have these disagreements and still walk in unity. And maybe that did happen then and it just wasn't recorded well. And this is our opportunity is to say, you know, let's show them how this is done. 
and show them how this works. And even if we do it, and but I think the other thing that I think that what we're doing is actually even more powerful than that is that in scripture we see like you know Paul and Peter and Barnabas having these disputes and um, you know confronting each other. But what you don't see in that I can think of is where um, yeah, and there are like a few examples like in history where like uh, I think St. Francis goes up to the Pope and the Pope humbles himself because he sees that St. Francis is, you know, right. from God. But what's more interesting to me actually is is to create a, a design pattern where someone who is, you know, subordinate in some sense or an outsider in some sense and isn't right. necessarily coming from a position of moral superiority says, you know, hey, I'm just not comfortable with this. I just want to say that I think that there's something not right here and I would really like help in processing this. And then the group says, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you know, you're right. This is a hard problem. We, I don't know what to do either. Let's sit down and figure this out together. And most leaders I know are very uncomfortable, actually are not so much uncomfortable. Most groups I know don't like leaders to admit they don't know how to deal with something hard. And they get traumatized by that. And so to actually create a new culture. Last year, sorry. Last time. Yeah. Uh, um, give me a minute here. Welcome to keep topic talking, Bill. Well, I'm, I can listen. Oh yeah, well, so I, I was. Yeah, so I'm going to talk to David later. So I still want to see where you and David left it, and tag team to me. But David, David seemed to have a really big concern about the leader needs to be fair, or that the main thing the leader needs to bring to the next meeting is making sure people feel comfortable to speak, or something along those lines. But he, he felt really concerned that the leader was going to call someone out and do something, a, a trial or something like that. I, I didn't, I, didn't, I don't even understand. I barely remember what the Steve issue is. I just remember the emotions. And I wasn't sure who was going to be called out, <laughs> what the risk was. So I'm just trying to track here during a busy week where you and David left it. And it could be, oh, um, I'm too emotional and I just want David to handle it. But uh, you know, I, I was trying to also help with this. It seems like it's all David now. And if I can contribute, I would like to. Not just kind of be a passive observer. All right, I'll keep talking. I can't hear you. Okay, yeah. There you are. Sorry. Yeah. You said so. Uh, are you so? Are you currently trying to participate, or are you not sure if you can? No, I would. I mean, like this. This is the issue that Mike and I have been working on for, for two and a half years, right? And I just feel frustrated. It's like, okay, now when it happens, eh, no one asked me how to help with it. No one's asked you. 
Well, you sort of did, but it seems like David's in charge of it. Well, so, I mean, and, David is and does, you know, reluctantly what's, what, in what charge is, of what, it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is his so track record? if you record? want to offer to help, he would be thrilled yeah. to have you help. But what, what is his track record? My track record is I know David had a certain super violent disagreement with a certain super important person in the community, and Bill spent three months to get those guys back together. Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. The two minor miracles that were worked in that church. And it was like pastor type stuff. Pastor, pastor dispute. It was, it was a, a classic Paul and Barnabas or worse. Right. So the, um, I mean, the flip side is that, so have you seen the uh, TJR code of conduct that uh, I worked up for David? Um, yes. Didn't. No, I mean, again, for David or for the group? That's a trigger. Right I, I worked it up for mm-hmm. David, but I posted it to the group. Because okay. uh, he was I the one who I complained did. about us not having one. And so. Yeah, he said that, he was very uh, surprised that he was, right? And he said he was very surprised that at the very beginning there was no code of conduct. Is that, is that the reference? I'm um, not sure. Yeah, okay. Anyway, well, I'll the whole take, point of the code of conduct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so, but I think this is actually the norm we are trying to create which is that uh, the you know, four points. The first point is love one another as Christ has loved us. Second right. is if you see someone sitting, those who are more spiritual should restore them gently, uh, but be careful that they don't also fall into sin. And if you have trouble with either of these, uh, ask for help. And if you see someone struggling, offer to help. And that's kind of the, the rules. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you see a problem, you know, if you say like, you know, Ernie, I don't think you're managing this well, let me offer to help you. And if you see, you know, I see this problem, I'm not sure what to do, ask for help. And that's pretty much yeah. all we got. So if you see a problem that, yeah. No, so it sounds very, like very, very, you, no, it sounds very straightforward. Sorry? Yeah. That sounds yeah. very straightforward. That should work. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So if you think that, so if you, so I guess you have me now, is there anything that either A, you need help with, or you think I'm not handling well that you would like to offer to help me with? Um, well, I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm trying to be one or two steps ahead of the game rather than just never just tracking 10 steps behind. So so where's the game going, i.e. next Tuesday? What's, what's going to happen here? Okay. Uh, here's here. I'm looking in, in base camp. What's what's the code? Which one is the code of con- conduct entry? It's on the blog. Blog under base camp. Okay. Uh, base camp has such bad. This will be on my radically happy to transform. Okay, uh, you said base camp. That's where all the show notes are. That blog. Yeah, you said base camp, so I jumped into base camp. Yeah. Okay, the, the the other notes were in base camp. Sorry. Yeah, the code of conduct is in your blog, right? Okay. Yes, the radically happy blog. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, I'll look at it. And so, 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 what's what's happening Tuesday? Is it going to be? Well, so we Tuesday. don't know. So there are several possible scenarios. Yes. <laughs> it's complicated. All right. So plan A, uh, which is the simplest option, is Steve. Uh, Steve sent me a text yesterday. He's just like incredibly buried with work. He's handling it with grace, but he's like working, you know, overtime 
to try and finish this project. So assuming yeah. can a, I make, can he finishes this. Can, can I make one nasty comment about that? That's the like, number one thing. Couple with it being on the record, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not about Steve. I've been here for 30 years. I do not tolerate that Silicon Valley excuse anymore. I go hard, hard, hard into someone who says, I can't give you a half hour of an entire week every now and then. I call, I call a, a big, big kind of BS on that. Well, so I think there were several it's like, things it's going like, on from it's what like, I can it's tell. Like, so anyway, it's like, I mean, where are your, where are your priorities? Where are your priorities, person? That's all. Right. And it's like, you know, so it's a fair question, but I think that's a dialogue. And she yeah. said, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I don't think I have the moral authority to do that with Steve. Because, um, like you said, I think his, his priorities are, I have to feed yeah. my family because we you, don't know do, the level right? of financial no. pressure he's under. Right. And to be right. fair, I can say honestly, it's a heck of a lot of emotional energy to deal with this stuff, right? It yeah, is not a half hour, <laughs> you know, problem. So, you know, and so, well, what you know, I'm but is, the yeah. point is that that is a dialogue, yeah. right? Yeah. I know, but yes, and everyone needs to feed their family, but everyone needs to help each other, right? So the yeah, party the is point, family like, over, this is, over this others, is a big deal guess, for me. Right? Yeah. right? So, so yeah. Bill, this is, this okay. is actually, uh, actually, yeah. this is the code of conduct. This is exactly why we have a code of conduct. Right. We don't get to say, you're doing it wrong. You need to change your life. That is not an mm. option. Our no. option is to say, look, when I look at what we have committed to, you know, doing A and doing B, I'm, I see yeah. that you're not, this doesn't look to me like you're doing it. Uh, I would like to help you uh, do that. And right, right. Know, I'm, I, fact, I, never, I'm, right. I didn't say you're doing something right. wrong. I'm just saying I don't tolerate. For me, this is an indication that Silicon so Valley is going to don't tolerate, the wrong direction. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm not. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to don't tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. When, I, when I hear don't tolerate, I hear right. either a condemnation or, right, I understand. Um, I hear Ernie, slow down. Are, I got it. I got you it. You are not allowed. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm just saying I will take a stand in Silicon Valley because I've been prompted by the Holy Spirit to take a stand on this. That's not condemnation. It's a it's okay, a yeah, bad so, scene. So I'm saying, help yeah, me understand what yeah. you mean by don't tolerate. You, mean, you I mean, will not I, be silent. I, I won't. Yeah, I won't just nod my head. Yeah, I will not be an innocent bystander to this anymore. It doesn't mean okay, I don't right, know, so but it, it means I want to. I want to talk about it. And this is the exhorting, admonishing one another that Romans fifteen fourteen talks about. Like, I'm really concerned about it. Nobody cares that I'm concerned about it. Everyone's like, right. yeah, and great. Is, yeah. yeah. Right. Normal. That's, that's that so the way that I like to talk about it. Yeah. Sorry. So I think the framework that I like to operate from yeah. right. is, is impossible standards and infinite grace. Right? It's like, okay, yes. something is definitely wrong here. Um, That's a great I'm tension. Concerned. That's a great tension. That's got a great to deal tension. with it. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like, and, and I think this is actually why it's hard. Most people, you know, once they get beyond a certain level of um, accountability, uh, don't know how to do it gratefully. And so we end up 
either doing nothing and whipping out, or we become harsh and unsympathetic. And to really show how to maintain both of those things is, um, you know, we need better role models for that. Yeah. And, and, and so can I just shift the problem a little bit? The problem is Steve has stated, we don't know, with what other issues around it that I am too busy to attend a, a meeting once a week or every other week. And to me, that's the biggest so, problem. Yeah. Well, so, okay. And it, let, let me and go back to your original question. question. It's a very common problem. Can I go back problem. to your original question? Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think I've, I'm more excited about this, but go ahead. Okay, well, if you, if you have something to get off yeah. your chest, go ahead. Okay, well, well it's just you share my part first? It's a massive, I'm just, yeah, but I'm just saying it's a massive Bay Area issue. Um, it, you know, it's rampant. It's not, not even just Christian. It's like, hey, let's go out to dinner Friday. You know, the chances of that actually happen in the Bay Area are slim to none. Other parts of the country or world, you're there for dinner. So there's something ah, here. Okay. Yeah. So this is another big bugaboo of mine, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, this is the, that we live in a different culture, right? And we, we were talking about this a lot with the DBS guys, is that you know, you've heard the acronym WEIRD? Western Educated Industrialized yes, Rich yes. Democracy. Yes, yes, yeah. You WEIRD culture, that. right? Um, right, yeah. but I think this is actually the huge opportunity we have is that yeah. most people say, wouldn't it be nice if we could go back to traditional cultural norms of how to live, and then these things would be so much easier. And um, a lot, I think that is one of the reasons the church is dying, is because the church was built in an era, uh, you know, the institutional oh, church is wait. dying. And can, can, can I phrase it this way? In, can, can I make, can I phrase what? it this way? Make church, make church great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, make, well, yeah, but a lot of things, the, the make church great again idea is let's go back to the way things work. No, exactly. And I mean, same the, thing with Trump. The, same thing with Trump, yeah. Exact same playbook, yeah. Yeah, or even, even the Democrats now are trying to go back and say, hey, America was great before Trump, let's go back to that. And it's like, well, okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the point is, and this is the scary I, I, uh, yeah. thing when I was reading about this, is that weird communities massively outcompete normal communities. That's just a fact of life, and we may not like it, but that seems to be the way the the world is designed. Uh, and human nature. Yeah, the other, more the, other the other, right? The earlier acronym was WASP, right? W A S P. Same deal. What was that? White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. WASP. WASP. Well, WASP. Yeah, WASP was uh, the previous thing, and you know the right. Protestant work ethic and so forth. And so weird is, is more uh, generous and inclusive than that. But the interesting point is that if we want to evangelize the weird world, we can't tell them, well, first start acting like traditional communities and following those norms. And I right. have had to go through the grieving process of, okay, if I really care, well, here's the same thing missionaries go through. I can't say you must adapt to my cultural norms before you can follow Jesus. And right. so we have to deal and with I, weird workaholics where they right. are. I mean, look at, look at how to help Paul, them encounter Paul, Jesus. Paul, Paul demonstrated that in spades, right? When he went to this or that culture, of course, yeah. 
you know, we, we must become all things all the way. Yeah, and so we have to become weird, and Silicon Valley is ultra weird, right? Yeah. And so if we can figure out how to create a, a world where we don't have consistency and, and conformity, and where we have to work around all these things, that's actually the interesting hard design challenge. Yeah, and then you know, can I just can I just add a really big footnote? I mean, we're borderline mm -hmm. getting back to why I stayed in Silicon Valley, despite all the nastiness. We're borderline getting to um, uh, gospel faith or gospel Silicon Valley culture. And why do I think that's important? Because it's setting the pace for the world. You can travel around the world, and everyone's trying to be like Silicon Valley. Yeah. No one's trying to be like America in the 1700s. Yeah, like, yeah, this is why weird cultures outcompete is that uh, even though they have many downsides, God knows we have so many downsides, there's a lot of up, the alternatives are worse and unsustainable yeah, it, or parasitic. It, 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 it pays the bills. It pays the families. Yeah. And so this is, this is the hard thing. Anyway, uh, if I can, many, many tangents later. Let me see, see my point. So. Um, best case, plan A, uh, Steve is there, he's happy with the fishbowl uh, uh, dialogue format, and we figure out a way to make that work. Uh, that's the best case scenario. The interesting part, and I have this really annoying thought that because this is hard and difficult and awkward, that's exactly what God wants us to do, is if he was not able to come, I think Dave has made a compelling case that we as a community uh, need to be able to talk about what happened. And um, I don't know how to do that. And Dave is stepping up and saying, I think it's possible. And so now it's like, okay, Dave, show us. Uh, and he's, and I think that's really like, that, that it, it, like I said, this is, so, um, and so he has a plan for he'll say he'll try and frame it in a way that's very generous and honoring to all the parties involved. Uh, but then it's up to him to figure out how to moderate that discussion to because um, there's like several contradictory desires that I don't know I don't know how to formally reconcile. We just have to kind of figure it out in practice. Okay. So what is the what is the goal? What is the problem? The issue that. David's I think the issue is, the, I mean, at a high level, I'd say that um, there was a conflict that took place during a meeting, and that led to a number of strong emotional reactions, which led to a number of divergent beliefs about what had happened or what was going to happen, and we have not processed that as a group. And so one point that David wanted to make is that, you know, one norm he has seen in the past was that when bad things happen, nobody says anything and the people just go away and don't come back. And yeah, I know all about that. Say, done, yeah. yeah. And so he wants it's to take a stand and say, hey, yeah. in this group, we don't do that. I mean, we hope the people come back, but whether or not they come back, we at least talk about it. And so that's a you know, a signal that he wants to send, which I think is a really healthy signal. Um, and so that's a goal. 
and of course you're certainly welcome to talk to him one-on-one -on, -one on your own and get more details but that's that and in particular the, the hard thing is can we have a constructive productive healthy discussion um without the present and okay, so that's a little, i don't know how to do that bit, but i'm willing to yeah. trust that maybe it's possible <laughs> yeah Okay, I, I'm just really pushing hard. What is the topic? And what I heard on, on my phone call is, with you, no, can, can I suggest something? Then you can say it's wrong. What I heard David okay. say to you on the call was the most important thing right now is group cohesion. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a very important topic, and everyone can participate in that. So is that not the, the topic? Yeah. Or is, okay. I, think that is what, I, mean, I think that's more the goal rather than the topic. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know, right? I mean, my my framing of it is that the goal is to give the chance to process their feelings about what happened in order to move towards okay. uh, group cohesion. But I mean, group cohesion for me as a Indian has a negative connotation. Right. Um, like for example, the easiest way to have group cohesion is to crucify Steve and then we all feel good about that. And I don't think that's what he um, intends, and I don't think that's what's well, going to happen. Well, no, I mean, that, that certainly would not work for me. It would have quite the opposite effect. Right, yeah. And so that's why I, uh, that's why the word group cohesion you know, has those negative connotations, even though that's not actually at stake here. Right. But that, it, you know, that, that's why I have emotional difficulty just you know, lighting up behind the idea of group cohesion. I think there's a different sense of that word, uh, which is what you and David mean. And that probably is a good way of describing the focus of next week. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's it's like David challenged you. Just like David challenged you. Um, David said, you can't really separate the person from what they're saying. Or you know, say, I can't really separate goal from topic. <laughs> you know, that's too yeah. much semantic difference for me and exhausting yeah. week. So I, I like I said, but, you know, I think that and like I said, I you know like I said, I don't even know how to think or talk about this. It is that beyond that far beyond yeah. my uh conceptual yeah. framework, which is why I'm really like I said, I'm just so excited that David had the the courage okay. to to bring this up and that he has a, a and like I said, I am fairly convinced that we will probably do it badly, but the fact that we did it at all is extraordinary right. and we will learn so right. much. Right. Yep. I'm not going to try and over-engineer this. <laughs> it's it's big and it's it's a first best effort. Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess there's two things I think that are really important. One is that like we do it and we realize this is really, really hard and it's really, really important. And I think well, we start the, from that, and then yeah. we have a lot of grace for everybody in the process. But yeah, um, that's the last. That's the last, see. That's the the most. You, you said it. Um, I'm not sure if people think this is, is important. So when David says the most important thing is group cohesion, I think people are going to say, eh, but we really need we really need to get back to the society. We really need to to, to you know world evangelism. And I don't know. Yeah, I think that I the answer how, is that well, but how this is how we Yeah. So I think that there, I think what people didn't realize is like there's easy answers that work for some people, but not for everyone. So some people say, you know, hey, 
we'll just wait till he comes back. It's not a big deal. And they say, well, no, no, it is a big deal to us. It's like, okay, that's a different perspective. And some people say, well, you right. know, if we just need that's to, true. I don't think anyone else would say it, but certainly there are groups who would say, well, we just need to make sure that everyone understands that what Steve did was wrong. And that's the important point. And that, if we throw him under the bus, that would satisfy some people, but that would also not really achieve our goal. So, yeah. Um, but, but can I say this? Can I say this? That's yeah. the problem. That's the number one problem. That's why I got triggered. That's why I hung up. It's just this nonstop individual focus. I feel this. I don't really care what the person on the call next to me feels. That has to stop. Sorry? We've got to fix that. Fix what? Sorry. I missed the point. Um, I feel this way, and that's all that matters. I don't really care to find oh, out okay, what right, 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 me, how they right, feel. So, yeah. so here's, the, here's the thing, David, Bill, I think that's this week, is yeah. that I, and this is kind of a weird tension, so figuring out how to articulate this is actually a big, uh, useful. Like, I don't care, I don't want to care too much about what I feel, but I want to care a lot about what you feel. And I want you to care enough about what you feel to feel comfortable saying it, right? And that we, we yeah. have to start from our individual feelings and perspective, but we cannot stop there, right? right? And if one person in the group feels well, really no, strongly I mean, about something, no, 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 I mean, then the group as a whole should care about that. Yeah, I mean, I'll push back a little bit. I don't necessarily always start with how I feel, you know. Me? Who knows? I, I'll push back a little bit. I don't necessarily always start with how do I feel. Very often I, uh -huh. I start with how that other hurting person feels. Very often. Well, right. But how do you know that? Right. So, is we, but the point is we have to start from individual feelings or start with individual feelings. Uh, Maybe not yeah, from there. But, yeah. like, but like, it, well, here's the point is that at some point, somebody's feelings have to matter or we're not having any meaningful conversations. Right. I mean, the fact that David just, was concerned yeah. was actually, right. and the fact that, you know, and this is actually an important point, because, like, David, I feel like one of the reasons he didn't bring this up sooner is that he wanted me to feel the way he was feeling, and he wanted to convince me that everyone felt the way that he felt. And the problem is, is that I don't, right? I have a different right. worldview, a different time right. threshold, so I didn't feel the way he felt. And it was right. not literally true that everyone felt the way he felt. But if he had just said, you know, right. I'm really concerned about this and I feel like we should do something and this is the sort of thing I feel like we need to do, that actually would have been incredibly helpful and gotten us here a lot sooner. Um, but, you know, and that's why I think it's important that, that, you know, we create space where people are comfortable sharing their feelings, uh, not as, and, and it, like I said, it's hard to do well. We have to tune this so that we don't have too much noise, but yet we don't lose any useful signal. And the fact that we had the conversation and we realized, oh, like half the people in this group actually, A, you know, feel like Steve's never coming back, and B, we're pretty traumatized by the experience. It's like, okay, um, this is serious. And, you know, having that, and, and that the spirit of the group, and, and this is a hard tension that I think it's just something we have to figure out how to work out is um, how to, because the, the cohesion of the group is deeply connected to the individual feelings of the people involved. Right? Um, I'm open so to- So what's that I lose you? 
I'm, no, I'm open to discussion. I'm not going to say. I'm here. Uh, I'm open to discussion yeah. about that. I'm not going to say right. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Sorry, so, no, I totally agree with you that the feel, how the group as a whole feels is like really important. But I don't think we can have that discussion without also, like, the way that we get there is precisely by creating appropriate spaces for people to talk about their individual feelings. But am I allowed to but talk I, about? Fact, I, don't, I don't even see it as a dichotomy, although I yeah. can see unhealthy extremes yeah. in either direction. Yeah. Uh, like, like, okay, let's, 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 shift, let's, let's shift to a family situation. If my daughter comes mm -hmm. home from school and she's demoralized, um, I guess I only say how I feel about it. I don't get to kind of put myself in her shoes and kind of think how she's feeling. I don't get to say anything about what she's feeling. I guess, you know, it's kind of an extreme. I don't see where there's a dichotomy here. Is that clearly she okay. has an individual feeling and you okay. have a perception of her feelings. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I mean, the way I would do that, frankly, is to say, and then that right. perception creates emotional reactions, right? I mean, because like, right. when I parent, okay. when I, I mean, you know, cause I have a tough, well, actually, let me, let me walk through that scenario. Cause I think it's actually important. And I've had this conversation with family members in the last couple of weeks is to say, uh, I don't get to say, actually, you are feeling this. I that know. would not be, <laughs> I've tried that before. I know. It I has know. not worked out well for me. I know. But what I, I could know. say is that but, I perceive this, you know, hey, right. you look down, I'm feeling concerned. Do you want to talk about it? So in that sense, yes, I only get to talk about my feelings and my perceptions. In order to open um, the door to I'm focus looking, on I'm, their I'm looking at, perceptions. I'm looking at some of Paul's letters where he is not only talking about himself Sorry, and how he feels. Paul. Sorry, who? Paul. Where? What? In some of his letters, in some of his letters at the end of his epistles, he's not strictly talking about himself and how he feels. So that's actually a good discussion to have sometime, actually, because he's, um, I might read those passages differently than you do. And certainly there is a place of that, uh, but I'm not sure, uh, I'm asking, uh, you know, maybe there is a way to do that in a healthy way. I personally don't know how to do that. And that's yeah. why I much prefer the talking about my perceptions and feelings. Um, and, you know, there's certainly urgent crisis mode where you don't care about feelings and you like, you know, everyone get out of the theater now before it burns to the ground. Um, but to me, that's the exception rather than the rule. Anyway, that would be a good topic for a later time. I should go back to my grocery shopping. Okay. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you, Bill. This was really helpful. I think we're really dealing with some good stuff here, and I'm really looking forward to your input on how to get better at it. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to David, and we'll see what happens. Thanks. Yep. We will see what happens. God bless you. Thanks. Thanks for the call. God bless. Bye. Bye.